Hey, it's Josh here. I just want to take a quick second before we get started to express our gratitude and appreciation to anyone who's listening, whether you're consuming this by download, whether you're listening on our website or following us on Instagram or TikTok, however that is, we thank you. Doing that lets us know, hey, that there's somebody out there. And as long as we're entertaining one person, then it just makes everything worth it. So on behalf of myself and everyone here at Game Rage, thank you. All right, now enjoy the show. Welcome to the dumbest smart guy podcast on the planet. This is the Central Unintelligence Podcast. Okay, here we are for episode number six of the Central Unintelligence Podcast, the only podcast where you can learn about things that are probably not accurate. And also... <laughs> that's accurate. And also... That that's tracks. The mo- that's the most accurate thing that will be said during this podcast. And also, where you can talk or hear three amateur histologists talk... Yeah, historographers, historographers, I don't remember which one it was now, but anyways, yeah. So anyways, I'm Josh, as usual, and I'm here today with Adam. Howdy. And I'm here also with Frank. What's up? And uh, today, Frank had uh, sent us a video (coughs) to watch. All all kinds of wrong. Yeah, I mean, I definitely thought it was all kinds of wrong. Um, Anyways, he had sent us this video, and it was about the U.S. uh, getting attacked, or the, the world turning against us, and it being basically... One v everyone, right? Us versus the world. And so there were, there were some things that I, I thought in this video that were, were hopeful, wishful thinking, as Adam put it earlier. Uh, one of which was the, well, the rules of it were just dumb. I, I didn't like the rules because if the U.S. was ever <laughs> under attack, right, by everyone else, if the whole world turned on us, the first rule of the video was nuclear weapons are off the table. Well, I'm telling you right now. Nuclear weapons are probably the first option when everyone in the entire world turns against us, as they should be, because what's the point of having nuclear weapons if you're not actually going to use them, right? I get it. It's a deterrent, but if, if literally the whole world said, you know what, United States, we're tired of your shit, and we're going to do something about it, we'd say, cool, let me flip this cover off the button switch, and then let me put the key in, and uh, I'm just going to hit the button. You guys want to try it? You want to you fuck around and find out? Because that's what about to happen. So... That, to me, already, the, the video was already, I already got lost on the video. But I still did watch the rest of it. I watched, I watched about half of it, and then I stopped. Yeah, I mean... The, the, it, <laughs> Not that I am any type of military... Uh, or <laughs> Yes, military astrologist. <laughs> uh, a military strategist or anything like that. But I'm like, this is all horseshit, dude. I don't even know how they expect to... Like, the first thing they were going to do was go to the Middle East and just assume that we're going to take out all like oil fields or like cargo ships with oil or some shit and I, I guess there is a point about them ha- like us having our uh, what is it our airplanes or whatever the fuck they're called right the air force uh, or our air forces our, our best class yeah uh, weapons would be against their shit which is like their shit's no. like decades behind ours. Yeah, they have like what? Would they say they had F-15s and we have what? F-35s? 
F-35s. Is yeah. That what it was? Yeah, our F-35s is what we would be probably the... It was what they were saying the main, yeah. I guess, force would be, or aircraft force would be. So that, I guess that was like, it was supposed to be something like a choke, a chokehold for pretty much Europe and Asia for not having either supplied oil to mobilize right. their armies and shit. But uh, I so, just, I, yeah. Well, so, so on the oil thing, because I, I was curious, because I wanted to know who the you know, biggest oil producers were, right? Because obviously OPEC itself... The, the the coalition of oil producing and enriching countries or whatever the hell that stands for, it they they the, that group that cartel produces the most oil. There's no way. But I just wanted to know by country by country what the like the top five were. So number one was the U.S. Okay, it was, it was us. We produce 20 million barrels of oil a day just out of our own shit that we make here in the United States or the continental U.S. Um, the Saudi Arabians were second with 12 million. Then the Russians, okay, 10 million barrels a day. Canada makes 5 million barrels a day, and so do the Chinese. Okay, so that's the top five. So if we were to do like what this video said and expend this mass amount of initial resources targeting Middle Eastern oil field to what they would say would be cripple the rest of the world, really, we don't need to cripple the rest of the world. We just need to cripple China, basically. The rest of the world in... What is that? Is that your phone? Huh. Oh. Anyways, um, the rest of the world could... Well, not even the rest of the world, but China and Russia could survive oil-wise off of just basically their own stuff that they make there. Now, yes, I understand that the, the Middle East has the biggest reserves of oil probably anywhere, but they don't even have... Like, the Saudi Arabians probably have a huge oil reserve but they don't like that they can get out of the ground but they don't have the capability to produce more than 12 million barrels a day that's just what they have in, in capability for, for production so if you were to cut that off let's say you cut off all the middle east well russia and china could still support themselves militarily with what they produce at home so yeah maybe the rest of the world wouldn't have as much fuel and you might hurt some economies but i just kind of think that going after the middle east is probably a mistake at the beginning in terms of what the types of resources they were saying. I mean, if it's the rest of the world versus us, my, my first move, I think, is to, is to call everything back, right? Bring everything back home, get all of our outstanding naval ships and all of our stuff out. Um, because if our opening salvo is to expend a bunch of resources and aircraft. And we're going to lose, I mean, this is, even though we have better stuff, we're still going to lose a tremendous amount of resources that we would put into it. So my move would be to have all of our destroyers or missile frigates just launch, miss, launch a bunch of missiles at all that infrastructure in the Middle East if you wanted to go that route. But just deplete missiles. Don't send any aircraft. Don't send any, you know, just throw some missiles at it. It'll, it'll blow up enough to, to do the damage or get the desired effect, I think. But then you're going to need to bring everybody else back because we're going to have to, like, go into full defense mode of the country because if... Granted, if everyone else is coming after us, and that includes Canada and Mexico too, right? So it would be safe to assume that our borders are no longer going to be safe. So we need to put every resource we have into defending those from a land invasion, which that's what would... would is what would be coming, I think. Um, and then, like I said, the, the rest of the video was just a little 
don't know, I feel like I was a little too optimistic in the in the sense of of how that shit would go down. And I definitely don't think I do think we would come out on top, I mean, eventually in the end, because it would just eventually become a war of attrition and we can support ourselves here within the United States, right? So I do think that eventually they'd probably just back off and just be like, ah, fuck it. Like, you know, they're, they're going to be expending so much money and, and resources into doing what? Just kicking us out of everywhere? Okay, well, mission accomplished. Now we'll just chill here and just literally stockpile and massive put massive resources into, you know, creating huge defenses. And then, then we're literally going to be unstoppable at that point. I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, I, well, I, I want to know why Frank asked us to watch it. Was it so we can... Uh, what is it called? Uh, it's not theory. Is it theory craft? <sighs> like, what do you mean? Like, like uh, theory crafting, like to come up scenario, like more realistic scenarios of why we, why we would win it versus this dude's theory. I don't know, Frank. What, what was well, the? What, are you? Are you? Are we just trying to poke holes in this thing, or did you? I just thought it was interesting video for us to talk about. Hmm. Oh. Okay. Wait, what did you think about the video, Frank? That's just, I was just, I thought it was dumb. Oh, you just, you thought it was dumb. Yeah, I just, uh, this guy has a, has a history of just, uh, talking out his ass. Well, he talks like a politician. Oh, okay. He talks like he knows what he's talking about with, well, but once you actually break it down and look at it, it's not. I mean, that's kind of what we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we act like we know what we're talking I mean, about. We do, we do act like we know what we're talking about, but probably. Really but we're don't. upfront about the fact that we're stupid. I guess that's, that's true. true. So what you're saying is that this guy passes it off as, as oh man, this is a this is a in depth tactical analysis, uh, a real, a real good look at what, what would if, happen. What if it was actually just bait, like, like clickbait? He, I mean, sure, the guy might be in fact being facetious with all this shit, right? He's like, yeah. I don't really care. The thing I care about is the views. And he just made all that for the for people to argue over it <laughs> like and talk about it. Yeah. Well then fuck man, mission accomplished. Mission good yeah. good, really, good on him. We haven't mentioned the name of his channel or anything, so Well, I mean, I guess, but I mean we're still talking about it. I mean, well, guess what? He got three views because all three of us clicked on the goddamn video. All three of us. All fucking three of us watched it. So I mean I didn't watch it through YouTube though. What'd you watch it on? I watched it through a reaction video actually. Oh man, so you really screwed that guy. <laughs> Man, that sucks. But what do you guys think would happen? Like, how do you think it would go down? Oh man, I think if, it'd be, I think it'd be like death by a thousand cuts for it, for us or for them. For us. So, like, give me an example. Give me a. Uh, well, I mean, like the the BRICS thing, right? Like yeah. the whole if they're if they're converting, if every country's uh, trying to convert their reserve currency to something else, which would probably be the Chinese yuan or whatever. Yeah. Okay, there's that. There's like the financial aspect. Right. All right. If you have if you have Indians, yeah, and Chinese, which have both respectively, and I don't I don't know if each country has uh, like their entire population is capable of being military ready. Right. But even if that's not the case, consider that they have a billion people each or more. True. So we only have 300 million people or 330 million people. I, I actually, I don't know what the number is for uh, military age fighting males or yeah. I guess just military age people in general. Because it, honestly, if, if it were to be some sort of all out attack against us, we would it would be everybody would have to be. Yeah. So I, 
I don't even think it would have to be them being so milit. Uh, what is it? What is it? like doing PT? <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck you do in the military, but uh, to get to the point where they're ready-made ready to fight. soldiers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't even know if they had had to complete 100% training. They're just like, just send, well, just send waves I mean, and shit, waves. Man, and then, in, yeah. world, in World War II, I mean, we were literally giving people like eight weeks of training and then get sending them over there. Like, yeah, get out there. And, and well, we won the war, so I mean, I guess that was good enough, right? Yeah. But, I mean, we already talked about it where a war of attrition when it comes to bodies isn't a strategy that will work against the United States. That's a that's a strategy that would work for Russia against the Ukraine, one hundred percent. Right. Yeah. But not against the United States. Right. Well, because you got to cross too much area to get the, to get here, mm-hmm. and that's the problem. Is but there's two fronts to fight. There's the West. There's the Pacific. Right. And there's, there's the Atlantic. That's fucking yes. But remember, we have tough. we have eleven aircraft carrier groups. Eleven active aircraft carriers. And how many on each side? Uh, how the fuck we want to organize it? I mean, that's true. I mean, it doesn't really... It, we could literally put... Okay, that's just aircraft carrier groups. That's not even counting the rest of the entire fucking That's not fucking the missile frigate groups. That's not I mean, counting hunter-gatherers. No, hunter-gatherers. Uh, the, we have... We currently have... I think the number was 55 nu- modern nuclear submarines in our, like, fleet or whatever. Yeah. That number alone could shut down the entire shipping lanes of the rest of the world if we felt like it. Man, but what what was all that shit about fucking two weeks ago? You were talking about how a fucking air, like a hot air balloon flew over from China. Yeah. It went under the radar yeah. and it's spreading. Well, is, isn't that one of the death by thousand cuts? Is right. Well, spread- that's, yeah. Okay. I do think that, again, that's, see, and this is the strategy that I think that they're actually using is they're using that death by a thousand cuts <laughs> strategy because it's, oh, okay, let's take the money, right? Let's fuck with the money. Let's, let's see if we could get that going. We'll get yeah, that front Just crash going. the U.S. dollar. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which fucks us, which fucks us at home, causes unrest, causes, you know, depression, causes whatever you want to call it. Right. Then you have, oh, let's send some more balloons over and let's fuck up their food supply potentially. Oh, hey. Oh, and you know what? While we're at it, since we've been sending uh, thousands of military-age males to come across all their borders uh, undetected, oh, why don't we just go ahead and fucking, uh, you know, let's start fucking up their power grid. Let's start doing something with that. Oh, man. Yeah, that death by, that's the only way you're going to fuck with us is the death by a thousand cuts because I tell you what, man, once the lights go out here, I don't know. I feel like that's that's it. Yeah, for- so wouldn't that be one of the weak points for us is our power grid is not... Uh- Hardened or it's it's not secure, there's no security there's no uh, safeguards for there's no true like safeguard for us to protect ourselves from whatever might happen like yeah. e, an EMP like it could just be a hot air balloon yeah. that passes over the middle the you know the Midwest and it just like boom goes off and then no power boom. yeah and then that's it yeah and then- the, the same thing can be said about all the other countries as well right I mean okay so that is true however. <laughs> The, the problem with that is, is if we get hit first, right? If we get hit first, how does, how does our civilian population, right? I know, and this kind of leads into another topic I was going to talk about a little bit, which is the Zoomers, right? And their capacity or whatever for defending our country, as, as it were. And so let's say that were to happen. Let's say the power goes out, right? Okay. Okay. And it's not coming back on forever or for at least a long, long time. How, wh- how do people react here? Well, obviously, as we saw during COVID, they'll go and take all the toilet paper fucking uh, that they can. And I'd like to be on the optimistic side and think that we, we get a little kumbaya 
moment going and we all rallied together yeah. like because it happened in 9-11 for like a good two years where everybody was on the same page right mostly and and i hope too that that is what will happen but when not see the difference is in not, when 9-11 happened you could still go to the grocery store and get food you could still go you still could go inside and sit in the air conditioning or turn on your heater if it was cold or hot outside right if the power goes out that's that's not an option immediate access to food is now no longer possible it's no longer a thing you don't get that anymore so when people start getting hungry that's when shit starts to get real and i know that there's a lot of people i've seen it on instagram and tiktok there's a lot of people that are talking shit about the zoomers and how they're weak and none of them are men and blah 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 and all the shit right i do think a certain aspect of that might be true but to be 100 percent honest like I think that every single person has a capacity for violence with inside them. It's just what's the trigger that's going to make it happen. And it's also... PS5s. Right? <laughs> well, as we saw <laughs> that one thing. One of the things I saw was the guy was talking about like, yeah, Zoomers can't do 100 push-ups or whatever, but these are the same people that are fucking putting a pistol on a drone and flying around with, being able to shoot people with it. Right. So, I mean, there are... And, and this is the thing. When, when the power goes out, Drones aren't going to be a thing anymore, at least for the normal civilian, right? Because you got to have power to charge that shit up. So Mm -hmm. that's not an option. But in terms of actual shit going down, I do think that the Zoomers have the capability for sure within within them. It's just going to take someone. And this is this is where I think it could get real interesting is it's just going to take one fucking person that has a voice or has like a nice way of talking and then. Man, you can get those little bastards to do fucking anything. Because once you set them to a goal, I mean, that is something that they, they can do very well. Once you set them to a task or they, they've proven it themselves, like, with that, with the, with the thing of the ingenuity that they can come up with. Oh, man, well, we're, fight, we're, we're getting fucked over in this thing. Well, oh, nah, I'm going to make this fucking drone to go kill this guy with the, I'm going to put a pistol on this drone and make it shoot somebody. So I don't have to go out there and get shot myself or whatever. Cool. The type of shit that they can come up with, they can do it. It's, they have the capacity for it. It's just going to be what brings it out of them and obviously as we've seen with the ps5 thing with that guy uh giving away ps5s and then um whatever he ran out or he didn't have enough i don't know what the deal was but people just lost their shit and started fucking beating the shit out of everybody they were all fighting and going crazy and that was primarily a group of 18 to or well maybe even less than that maybe even like 16 to 20 year 20 25 year olds right that zoomer generation and they were had no problem murdering each other, beating the shit out of each other over fucking PS5. So if they get hungry and there's no food and there's no power and they're fucking miserable, I definitely think that there is a capacity there for that. There's like a 50-50 of people. Well, that's technically for everybody because everybody, everybody has the fight or flight instinct. Yeah. yeah, so I'm saying I do think that, that that capacity exists. And I think a lot of these people that talk shit about that, they're not bringing that into account. They're just saying, oh... They're doing that whole thing where you judge the book by its cover and you're just saying, oh, look at this little weak bitch. He can't even do 100 push-ups. But like, all right, that doesn't mean that guy... Guess what? He, anybody can pull a trigger. It only takes eight pounds of force to pull a fucking trigger. So it's real easy to do that. And what's it going to take? What's the capacity going to be to push that person to do that? Is it like, oh, if we're invaded here in America, let's just say on the, on the, the weird off chance that that were to actually happen, a land invasion were to take place... 
will will the Zoomers take up arms? Yeah, I do think they will because I think they're going to be pissed off that they can't play fucking video games. And what's the reason for that? Well, it's because these assholes are here fucking <laughs> trying to kill us all. So guess what? What Let's if eliminate the problem? What if their Call of Duty strats work? <laughs> <laughs> like the stats in Call of Duty actually work in real life? Well, I mean, like their yeah, their their strategies. They like whatever. You know, like the CSGO stuff where they <laughs> peek out camping. of the corner. They, like, they peek, you know, they yeah. get the perfect angle and shit. Like, you know, we're, we're pretty good at that. And I think um, I think the terrain would be a big thing, too. It's like, okay, once they're... Let, let's talk about, like, the the Atlantic coast, right? Right, yeah. Like the Catskills. Is it the Catskills? Oh, the map? Appalachians. The Appalachians and shit, dude. Yeah, Imagine yeah. trying to get through that shit and you have, a hunt, like, what pop... what number of population the gun-toting americans that are out there that know the terrain really well like how 800 was it 800 million registered firearms yeah imagine trying to get through that shit and uh i mean i'm not i mean i i think the argument is for like how the u.s would lose but i think i think a, there would be a pretty good fight over that area because uh oh yeah and yeah. And, and look maybe it, again, if you just threw enough fucking... Again, there's a number. I don't know what the number is. There's always a number, right? There's always a number for how many dudes you could throw. If it's if it's two billion fucking people, right, that you threw at us, maybe that's the number, right? Let's just assume for argument's sake that that's the number. And they, they put together a two billion person army, and they came over here, and just that was the number. It was just overwhelming odds regardless of everything, and we just couldn't... Ran out of ammo, probably, is what would have happened, and then now we're all getting fucked. So, yeah, if you were to do that, you could you could maybe do something. You could maybe take us, but we ain't going down without a fight, though. I'm telling you that. I think a lot of the people that think that we just roll over because people can't get their McDonald's, so they just fucking roll over and just say, ah, I just want whatever the easiest way is to be able to eat McDonald's again. So that's to let the Chinese or the Russians or whoever just rebuild the McDonald's. That's fine. I guess I'll just go with that. I don't think that's – I think that's fucking not an accurate assessment as far as what I can tell. Cause Do you think at, at some point the government would just be like, all right, we, we need to uh, we need we need to make our citizens uh, a mobilized army. So they just start handing like hunt, handing out guns to everybody in that scenario where it's it's a it's a it's a global war event that they just decide we're gonna need everybody that we can have. So yeah, we need I to give think, everybody <laughs> we need right. everybody having a gun. Yeah. Now I think one there's there's one of two things that happens when it comes to that, and I think that yes, that's an option where we say. All right, the government says, hey, you know what? All the stores of rifles and ammo we got, anybody who comes, who if you're American, you come and we'll give you whatever the fuck you want, right? That's really the good way to do it. Or there's the second way, which is fucking, unfortunately, if uh, whoever's in charge in the government may be in on this whole thing and want to fucking just, hey, they're getting paid a good amount of money to let this shit go down, well, then they'll do the opposite and say, oh, no, we're just going to stand down or we're going to surrender. And then we get no support from the government outside of maybe some rogue elements that would want to still continue to fight, which hopefully there would be a decent amount of those that would be utilizing government equipment to fight against the enemy, you know, such as aircraft or whatever. Because, like, like, they always say that thing about, oh, like, your AR-15 can't stop a fucking airstrike or whatever. And it's like, yeah, okay, that's true, but it can give me a, a, an easy, decent chance, or not an easy chance, but a better chance of winning against... Uh, some assholes on the ground, and then hey, maybe I get lucky, and maybe there's a contingent of dudes from the air force that stuck around and said, "Ah, we're not, we're just gonna take our planes and all our shit, and we're just gonna go, and uh, we're just gonna do our own fighting ourselves." And hey, maybe they come in and help us out, like or help whoever out. You know what I'm saying? That maybe that would be a, a decent scenario. But yeah, I, I think that they either go one of two ways with it. They either say all in because if it's for the complete and utter fight of survival for America as a nation, 
that's the right thing to do. That's really the only thing to do is just to hand the guns out to everybody. Hey, man, man, woman, child, whatever. If you're a baby, oh, yeah, babies get 200 rounds of ammo and, and a rifle. Here's this, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, whatever. Yeah. Everybody gets everything, and then that way we would have a fighting chance to survive and come out of this still as as our own sovereign nation at the end of it. You, you, uh, what, what, do, what would you say about Mexico uh, pushing on us with uh, people? They're like... You know, the Chinese Chinese would court us or court the Mexicans, yeah, and say, "Hey, we we know you have a history with the U.S. and uh, we'll we'll make it we'll make it a sweet deal. We'll give you all the land back that you earned back or you had back in the days when uh, Texas was part of Mexico and California was part of Mexico and Arizona, all whatever, yeah, all that, and you are under the dominion of the Chinese." government and uh that that would be the deal for them is that they get everything back that they yeah. once had well now, now you're gonna get me going down a fucking rabbit hole because that kind mm. of is what's kind of uh, sort of happening and now the government officially the chinese tried to go in the past to the government of mexico and say hey we know you got this drug cartel problem we will fucking eliminate that for you we will eradicate the drug cartels and we will ask nothing of you except for one thing and that's to let us put a permanent military Chinese installation in Mexico. And the Mexicans thought about it. And we had to come in and say, ho, 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 hell no, you ain't doing that. And if you do, you're cut off, all right? We're done with you. And so the, the Mexican government said, yeah, you know what? Okay, this is fucking stupid. We're not going to do this. So there's a lot of stuff that I've read and, and seen of, of full, legit eyewitness reports. From what? Uh, from sources that were... Okay, so guys... 4chan. No, no, not 4chan. (laughs) I mean, that's where it started, I guess. But I actually have seen dudes that are legitimate Mexican, like, reporters and, like, their their, uh, media guys down there. And so they, this is like sec. This would be secondhand from you, firsthand from them. Yeah, firsthand from them, guys that were there that went and and said, okay, basically. Um, well, I mean, shit. I can tell you why I heard the the first one that I heard was on this guy. His name's Sean Ryan. He has this podcast. It's pretty good. And he had this dude on there um, that is a, a Mexican. I don't know. He's like a media guy or whatever. He's like a reporter. Mm. And so he's been embedded with the drug cartels before. He's pretty well connected with the cartels. And so he, they brought him to one of the cookhouses, and they were kind of showing him how this shit works with the Chinese now because the Chinese have gone and said, okay, we can't get into the government. So now we're going to go to the illicit source, the drug cartel, and we're going to try and get in with them. And so what they've done is he said that the way it works is you go in there and someone who wants to cook, right. For or make uh, a fentanyl basically was the thing that they were specifically seeing. He said, someone who wants to cook fentanyl for them, they, they apply or whatever. Like it's like a fucking job. You apply, they send a, a package to your house. They send a guy and he says, all right, this is how this is going to work. Somebody's going to come in here. They're going to show you how to do this one time. And then you're going to have to, you're going to get all the ingredients. We're going to give you everything and you're going to make it. And then you're going to make it. That guy's going to come back and he's going to test it. And if it passes, you're in. If it doesn't pass, you get killed. So how how does that work? Is it just because they're teaching you how to cook that if you don't do it right, well, you can just as easily run back and run, rat these fuckers out? And is that, is that what yeah, it is that I you end like, up dead? Yeah, I feel like that's kind of their, they're just preempting the, the ratting out process by just killing you. If you couldn't make it, then fuck it. They're just, we're just going to kill you. Yeah, because you're like, oh, if you even mention it to other people, then they're going to come after right. you. Right, yeah. yeah. So then so then I figure the way, or I, so then he says the way it goes is 
they will have a literal, like a Chinese scientist will come in, speaks no English or no Spanish. He literally sits there and he just, he makes it. He said the guy says the craziest shit. The guy just sits there and he makes the shit. And the guy who's watching is taking notes and he's fucking trying to get everything. Okay, okay. And then he said he does it. Okay, it's done. The guy says, I'm done. He leaves. He tests it. And then he says, okay, this is, this is 100% pure or whatever. You got to get to like 80% or I don't remember what the number was, but there's a passing like percentage, right? So then... They go back, the guy leaves, he starts making his own shit. Then they come back the next day, that Chinese scientist comes back and he says, okay, he puts the dipstick in there or whatever he did to test it. And he does it, he looks and says, okay, it's passable. So you're good, you're in. And then that's it. So, and the Chinese are supplying them with the raw materials to make the fentanyl as well as with the scientific uh, expertise to to cook it, essentially. Kind of like Breaking Bad style, where they're using science to make illegal drugs. So... Basically, they're in with the cartel. Now, I don't know what the end goal of that is. Uh, a side effect of it is I've seen, I think, I think CNN did a very, very small report on it. It was like not, it wasn't big, but it was talking about the influx of Chinese nationals crossing the border illegally into, in, from Mexico into the United States. And so one of the things that <coughs> I've seen is a lot of the, some of the pictures that they posted it's funny, there were no women, there were no children, they were all fit, military-aged males, right? That's the only, there was just groups of these guys that were just together. And so that could be an angle where the Chinese, this death by a thousand cuts, right? Well, they got in with the Mexican cartels, they said, hey, in exchange for us doing this for you, you're going to help us funnel our people across the border undetected. And they do it, they go, funnel them across, and then to what end here in the United States, who knows? The Chinese corporations and shell corporations of shell corporations have been known to be purchasing large swaths of real estate, at least here in California. And that's part of the reason why our real estate market is so inflated is because a lot of these foreign Chinese companies are coming in and they're paying cash above asking price. So they get so they get it. So they get the the, the property. Now, what are they doing with those properties? Who knows? They're just sitting. Are they just sitting? Are they taking a lot of these dudes and just keeping them there and they're holding them over? Are these guys potentially Chinese special forces that have training in in subversion and sabotage? And they, it's been proven already that during the Clinton era, the Chinese government was literally given the entire infrastructure map of our electrical grid. So is that something that they're potentially getting ready for that when the time comes that those guys are going to be the ones to turn off the stuff. And as far as like getting them equipment goes, the Chinese own basically every port along the West coast of the United States through one shell corporation or another. So would it be very easy for them to come down and say, Hey, there's this ship that's coming in. Uh, nobody's going to be checking these containers. You're just going to offload them and that's it. And then, okay, that's what happens. They just offload them and they're done. So who knows? I mean, that's kind of getting into some conspiracy theory stuff, but yeah, I mean, but there is, but there is some factual basis behind it. That's, that's my theory. I, that's my personal opinion is I think that that's probably the purpose of them because you're not only flooding the American market with fentanyl, Fentanyl, but, and and subverting the American people from being an effective fighting force, or at least a, a decent chunk of them. If you can get a lot of them addicted to this thing, you, you take them out of the fight immediately. So <clears throat> there's there's that aspect of it that could very well be part of it. And also if they're funneling, if they are truly, really funneling guys in here, you know, that tells me that they're doing it, they're obviously doing it for a reason. And why would they do it other than to set up potential, you know, sabotage 
you know, pre, not that I'm saying that they're going to do any kind of like land invasion, because I don't know if that's necessarily feasible, but if you wanted to fuck with us, if, if we, if, if the Taiwanese, <coughs> oh man, I got a dry spot in my throat. If the, if the Chinese want to invade Taiwan, right? And they know we're going to do something about it. Like we've, we've been amping this up. So pre Taiwanese invasion, if you turn off our power here, eh, that kind of gives them an opening, you know, to, to maybe have us not fuck with them, I guess. So I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a theory. It's maybe a conspiracy theory. It's, it's definitely not based in any, it's based in a minute amount of fact that I am then drawing conclusions from. So take for it what you will. But I mean, it's like playing chess or whatever, kind of, uh, yeah. Where you're trying to predict the movements of pieces, which right? Would be, which would be, to, I guess, in this conversation, countries, right? Yeah, and how they how they would move. But it's hard to say if all these cartel. I mean, obviously, they're interested in making money, right? Right. Yeah, and they're distributing this fentanyl to the U.S. But right. to say that the the Chinese are involved, like I, I don't know about that because. I mean, they don't need any extra incentive to fucking do what they do because they're already getting paid. Like, that's what they care about. So what unless unless seizing land is like part of their, you know, their move. Yeah. And one and and one of the things that I think in my conspiracy theory in my head, right, is that the Chinese know that if they were to cause some sort of destabilization, destabilization here, right? Let's say shutting off the power grid or fucking it up. Um then they know that America becomes vulnerable. And if the Chinese aren't going to be able to move in and take land themselves, well, if you could give the cartels the go-ahead to just come in and start doing what they do in Mexico, but just do it here in Southern California, Southern Texas, Southern Arizona, New Mexico, just start doing shit like that there, well, now we're going to have to send not just federal police resources down there, but we're going to have to send military resources to, to rein that in, right? So therefore, taking some of our military resources out of the fight against China because they're going to have to deal with that because no, no, no civilian police force in the United States can take on the drug cartels and, and have a chance of winning. It, it's just not, they're too well armed and they're, there's just too many of them. And there's not enough not enough cops in the U.S. to, to deal with it. So we're going to have to send in the military resources to deal with it. And, you know, if you do that, maybe that, that could possibly be the reason for why they're, they're getting in bed with the cartels, essentially, is because the Chinese government knows <clears throat> we'll, get, we'll get what we want one way or another, right? They'll, they'll get what they want, whether they do it with America or whether they do it with... Uh, whether they do it with the Chinese uh, or the Mexican government or with the the cartels, you know, it doesn't really matter. They'll they'll get it done. So, what do you think about that, Frank? As your uh, what's your what's your theory on that? Uh, pretty much the same. Like I don't, like, I don't think a land invasion is. I don't think a land invasion is ever going to work unless, like. They both Canada and Mexico said, all right, let's debate now, 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 now. Yeah. And on top of that, China's like, all right, cool, cool, cool. We'll back you up. We'll back you. It's going to take too much time without us noticing it ain't going to happen. Right. At least uh, from, from what I've seen, what we can do with our fucking, our espionage department. Yeah. Because saying that we, just, oh, was it, we found out that their budget alone is bigger than the Russians' entire GDP. Yeah. So I don't think it's likely that they can ever form an alliance without us noticing to catch us off guard. Right. 
And even if they hit the grid, like you said, yeah, all our ships are nuclear powered. They don't need to be charged or anything or be refueled. Well, no, that's true. I'm not saying that that's going to affect our military operations. I'm saying that's going to destabilize us here at home. It's going to destabilize no, us. Yes, it is going to destabilize. But we're going to take everyone else with us. No, that's true. Yeah. No, I do think if that were to happen and certain elements of the government are not in bed with this plan, I guess, as some say, mm-hmm. I, I think that, yeah, that's, that's, that's the choice. Is you just got to say, well, you guys wanted to fuck us up here? All right, well, I guess we're just hitting this button then. Mm-hmm. This is setting it all off. So... Say so there's that one dude on the Joe Rogan podcast talking about, uh, mm-hmm. and like, I forgot what he, I forgot what he was, but it's like he was part of the espionage and um, like he was part of the whole department, the whole um, uh, Langley department. Yeah, and straight up asked him like, do you think Putin would ever use drop bombs on Ukraine? He says if his life is in danger, he will 100 percent push that button. But the question is. Is the guy down the road going to push the button? Is the guy down after that guy going to push the button? Because the way Russia has him, it's a, it's a huge level of checks and balances. Mm. And from what they, he's saying, that, no, we don't think they're all going to agree with him. Because if his life's in danger, and but then you're telling the Russians, hey, uh, put the rest of your families in danger. Are you going to do it? That they won't do it, yeah. yeah. And we've seen it happen already with the whole... Um, the Soviet Russia, the Soviet uh, submarine, where the guy refused the order when it was a mistaken order, like it wasn't actually sent out by the um, the Russian uh, government, but the guy who was in charge, and he thought, "No, this is fishing. We ain't, we ain't launching it." Yeah. So it's already happened. So there's already a precedent for them not doing it when they're <laughs> technically given the order. Do, yes. So I mean, that also kind of makes you wonder about here too. What would happen if if you know, would would they push the buttons too? Because that's kind of how it is here. Like, if you just <coughs> just because you push the button, yeah, another the guy, guy was, has to actually. The guy was talking the about that. Uh, so inside the bunker, uh-huh. you're saying that yeah, there's two guys that have to insert right. their keys, turn it at the same time, and push the button. Yeah. There's also a guy right behind them watching them with a the gun, saying, "All right, push the button, push the button." Yeah. So then it takes basically three people to agree. No, it just takes the guy with the gun to agree. I guess that's true. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen that clip from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia when he finds the flare gun. Uh-huh. And they're trying to take it away from him. He goes, no. Uh, why should I give you guys the flare gun? He goes, oh, I personally don't think you, anyone should have a gun. He goes, well, I think I'm the safest, so I should have the gun. And she's like, well, I have the gun. So end of conversation. <laughs> I mean, that is a very true point. That is very. That's very true. Yeah, I mean, he <laughs> so has who, the who's, who's the person that actually pushes the button? The president of the United States. So yeah, so the president pushes the button, which sends out the order. It doesn't actually launch. Anything. So it's like yeah. a figurative, t- a fi- figurative thing. No, yeah. like no, nobody. Like say it goes to him, then it goes to NORAD, then it goes to the actual person technicians that are supposed to do it. None of that gets initiated without the president pushing the football. Well, yeah, I think they're well, I think they're actually called nuclear warfare officers. I think that's uh-huh. actually like what their military title is, their MOS or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's those are the guys that literally sit there and they're the one of the two guys that's got the key mm-hmm. and then they got to actually stick it in, verify the codes or whatever. Well, and on, what do the codes sub, do? The codes are the authorization. So Yeah, yeah. So when the sub so when the nuclear sub gets the uh authorization code, the captain all right, so they they have a special safe. It op- they open it. They both have their key card. The XO and the and the CO have to both have to both do it. 
then they both get the codes and then he'll call for the um uh what's it called the communication officers repeat codes he goes uh oh alpha sigma delta bravo yeah, whatever the code is yeah, yeah. and then they'll and they have to read they, they read it out to each other while they're looking at their cards to make sure their codes are matching up with that and once that's uh been verified all that does is that verifies that the order is real that yeah. it's it's the it came from the actual president of the United States or whoever the authorized person is to give you the code, right? That that all that confirms is that this order is real. That's it. Then it's still up to them to actually target them. Yeah, the you, actual officers. The, well, the if they choose the not if they choose not to do it, then uh, it's and since they're on a, a naval ship, it's a straight up uh, act of treason. Oh, it is a straight up act of treason. So then, if the captain says no. I'm not going to do this. Then the XO can say, "Okay, I'm take out Mutiny. his gun," and he's pointing his hand at, or pointing at him and saying, "You're relieve the command. You're relieve the command. I am now in charge." And then, then he can do it if he wants, or if the XO maybe disagrees, or if anybody else disagrees, and it's a number of people, they can they could mutiny and then say, "No, we're not going to do this." And then, well, then you'd have a whole fucking messy situation on your hands, I guess. But I guess that's to 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 know. Well, it's never obviously happened before. In terms of okay, a real order to launch nuclear missiles has been issued. At least on the American side. Well, yeah, on our side, right? That like they haven't that hasn't happened yet, so we don't know what would actually happen. Well, there was that one TV show, the one with the naval sub. Oh yeah, man, that was a good show. Mm-hmm. The, the gay guy they had the guy from um, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, yeah, he was the captain or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and then basically that was what the whole gist of the show was that they got the order to launch the nukes. And they fucking but said it, no. But it came from, um, instead of coming, it didn't come through the main line through NORAD. Yeah. It came through the emergency, like, oh, the U.S. communication system is down line, like Morse code, whatever. Like, it was, it came through some kind of weird system, and it turned out, they turned out it was right. They shouldn't have, they did the right yeah. thing, but they did the treason because they started launching nukes against the U.S. and shit. Yeah, that is true. But yeah, so I mean, who knows? Who knows what the fuck would happen in that in that scenario? Maybe stay tuned and we'll find out. I don't know. I mean, maybe that'll eventually happen. I, I I just wonder if it's I, I don't know if you ever guys if you guys have ever seen Lost, but the guy that would sit I don't know what the fuck he did because it's been a while since I've seen the show. But the guy's name was Desmond, and he would just literally watch numbers, and he was supposed to press certain buttons in order for the world that they were trapped in or whatever island they were on, uh-huh. it, it was to maintain that the island wouldn't... Well, he actually, he didn't know what would happen, but imagine being like one of those... What are they called? Nuclear... The nuclear warfare officers? Nuclear warfare op- Imagine you're just chilling your whole time, like, all the time, and then... Well, like, how do they measure? Is it just like they have a doomsday clock and it's like, oh, we're getting closer, one minute? Like, well, just, the doomsday clock is a, isn't it just a figure of speech. Well, it's like a thing that scientists put together to determine. Yeah, but how I mean, close in the term for the military, like, I don't think that's actually even a real yeah, thing. Yeah, like, I was saying, like, it's just a figure of speech. I think you just sit there and you're just like, oh god, the code, the, the order comes through, and then, I mean, there's that moment where the order comes through, and you're like, uh, oh fuck, is this fuck. real? You know, I mean, like, I'm sure. Are you that. gonna shit yourself? <laughs> Imagine waiting for that moment your whole life. You're like, I hope this day never comes. <laughs> well, and then think about it, though, too, okay, because if you look at military indoctrination, right, the way that they do it, and I'm sure that they practice, they, they do drills all the time. I've seen yeah. it on, like, the History Channel where they, they go inside there and they do the drill where they put the key in, and they're so desensitized to doing the actual movements of the button 
of pushing, of launching the missile, right? Because they do it probably thousands of times during their career. So when you get to the point of the thing actually coming in and then you do it, is it, are you even thinking about it at that point or are you just like, well, oh, did shit. Did you ever hear about the it. shit that, um, uh, what should we call it? Well, I mean, you guess, I guess you've already been conditioned, so. Right. What I was saying, there's a ship, the unluckiest, luckiest ship in the, in the U.S. fleet. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a bunch of ships that were escorting FD, all the people, the, the, all the allied leaders, uh-huh. they were escorting them to sign the... the um, oh, the surrender? The surrender of Japan. Uh-huh. And all this shit. And uh, basically, there was, they were doing uh, drills. Mm-hmm. And one of the orders was no radio communications. But that was like the over... That was, the, that was an order. That was a standing order from the beginning that they can't have now no radios, just the uh, flaps. Oh, okay. The lights, yeah, because radio communication will give up the position, and then you know they can get hit. Right. So they're doing just a regular. Uh, oh, for, they sent out like a bunch of hot air balloons and just started shooting it. And this ship fucked up. I forgot what they did. They accidentally uh, dropped a mine or something, and it blew up. Oh shit! And so they're like, "Oh, we got to do good at this exercise to like you know make up for it." Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, they were shooting down all the hot air balloons. They're showing how good they were at eighth shit, and. Uh, so what they do is they always um, de-arm the torpedoes. Uh-huh. So they send the technician, all right, de-arm the, the torpedoes so we can, you know, do the dry fire scenario yeah, yeah. with the torpedoes. And so he goes, all right, cool. Goes out there. Tells the bridge, all right, cool. They're disarmed. Cool. All right, we got the target lined up, and the, the target they were using was the actual ship that FDR was on. Oh, shit. And it's like, or not, it wasn't FDR at that point. Was it Truman at the, at, towards the end of it? Honestly, I, I don't uh, remember. But whatever. Yeah. I think it was FDR because they had to install a hot tub into that naval ship because of for his uh, treatments. Oh. And um, so they're saying, all right, we'll use that ship as our target. And they're saying, all right, launch torpedo, torpedo number one. Launch torpedo number one. No, nothing happens. Launch torpedo number two. All right. Launch torpedo number two. Nothing happens. Cool, cool. Well. Might as well, since we have three torpedoes. Launch torpedo number three. Torpedo takes Wait, what? <laughs> and it's just... Shit up, launch the torpedo, and they hit the ship. Oh, shit. So, yeah. They were so ingrained in the fact that it was just a... A drill. A drill. Yeah. That the guy's like, no, we were only supposed to disarm two. Damn. <laughs> so, what happened? Did it blow up on the ship, or what? Yeah, it hit the ship, but the same thing, ship. Oh. So, then they had a report. Uh, no, that was us. Sorry. Oh, damn. God, just imagine getting your ad. You'd be fired for sure. Mm-hmm. Fucking doing that. God damn. Right. Yeah, I right, go ahead. I, I don't... Not to say that I wouldn't want to continue this conversation at a later point, but uh, you did have other things in mind besides uh, the the U.S. getting infiltrated by the world. Oh, yeah. I, I did. I did. I mean, because it's a current event. I, can, I do want to talk about the, the Burning Man thing a little bit. All right. Because in addition to that, like, did, how many other topics did you have? That was so it. Could try to- that was it. Just, okay. That was it. Okay. So, I mean, we've been going for 45 minutes. So, I mean, if we can get 15 minutes out of this, then we're good. Uh, but I think I think we could get a little more out of that because I now this just, is just before you continue. All right. What was your honest to God reaction when you first heard about it? The Burning Man thing? Yeah. Oh, I fucking shit myself because fucking obviously Katie's going to the other thing soon. And I'm like, God damn it. Of course. I had that. And my reaction was, um, I don't know if you ever you guys ever watched Lord of the Rings. Uh-huh. The two towers scene where um, the orcs are coming and they're at uh, Minas Tirith, like 
getting ready for the onslaught. Uh-huh. And Gimli is trying to jump or like trying to get a view because he's too short to look over the barricade. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, what's happening? And Legolas says, okay, I can carry you or get you a stool. Yeah. <laughs> Just starts doing that. I can't mimic that laugh, but that was my reaction where I was yeah. like, <laughs> yeah i mean it was it was funny too i mean i will say that it's it's because i i don't know man it's it's just shit you go out into the middle of the desert to do a bunch of drugs and then all of a sudden uh now you're stuck in the mud and you can't fucking get out because it rained for a couple of days but one of the weird things that kind of came out of it was there was these reports and i again don't know didn't hear this on 4chan okay just, just people that were there on Instagram posting things. Like, this is why I heard this. And there were reports that there was some sort of... Yeah, here's the laugh. What's happening out there? Shall I describe it to you? Or would you like me to find your box? <laughs> I don't know if you guys could hear it. Oh, yeah, 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 I heard it. So... There were these these weird reports that there was some kind of a disease that was spreading out there, and so yeah, it's called uh, STDs. Well, it wasn't that. It, I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> probably right. It, it was gonorrhea. <laughs> it was it was it was all the diseases, man. Chlamydia, <laughs> but it was this. It was the, people were saying that it was this like hemorrhagic type fever that was like people were throwing up blood and I mean listen that just could be from drinking that sounds like horse shit dude I know but I, um, I saw an article the other day they were talking about that it was the um, what's it called where ma- it was mass hysteria where everybody, somebody had right. symptoms that everybody just started pretending like they right. had okay. yeah yeah okay so I saw, I saw that too so I'm, I'm just saying though what was funny was how when something like that happens the way that shit gets spread around and the information that comes out wrong, some of it may be right, but people that are there giving these quote-unquote first-hand accounts of, oh, man, I saw this and this, 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 but then it turns out, well, it was probably just bullshit in the end, right? How does that ha- – is it people – do you think it's people that are, like, trying to get attention uh, and they're I'm just not like – Not to say that it's a documentary, but uh, uh, there's this medical show called uh, House. Uh-huh. In one of the episodes, they were um, somebody got really, really fucking sick and like was dying on a plane, uh-huh. and then people started mirroring uh, the symptoms. Yeah, so everybody was getting it except for the main character, House, uh-huh. and a couple other people. And like his boss also got it. And she was getting sick, throwing up, and all that crap. Uh-huh. And then the way the show works is like he's like, "Oh God, what's happening?" Insult, insult. Oh, I got an idea. That's it. And so he, it was at the point where he got the idea. He's like, and so he starts making fun of everybody for being stupid. He's literally just making fun of people saying that they're not sick and stuff. Uh-huh. And the lady's like, what do you mean? I'm throwing up. You're dry heaving. Man, my hand's shaking. Yeah, a shaking right hand. What does that mean? And then you see at that point, his boss, who's like the, uh, who's also a doctor. Uh-huh. She like, you just see like she takes a deep breath. And she's like, okay, yeah. And, like, she's back to normal. Because, like, it, it was supposed to talk about, it was mass hysteria because what the guy, original guy who had it, he had the bends. Oh, that was it. So it was nothing. He he, he was, he had, you know, you know what the bends are, yeah, right? Yeah. So it, normally it, it's bad, but put yourself through th- 30,000 feet in the air, it makes it much worse. Right, yeah. So once he figured out it was the bends, and then he, as an asshole, makes fun of everybody to make them realize, hey. You're not fucking sick. Yeah, yeah. 
and everybody literally just snapped out of it. So it's not just attention grabbing. I'm not saying yeah, it is, it but c- it could be some of that where people are just mass uh, hysteria. I, th- I think it's telephone too. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say telephone. Um, again, another show. You ever, I know you've seen Mash, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Remember when um, they ran out of pain medications and everybody was still oh, in f- yeah, and yeah. they prescribed placebos, but they made it seem like it was the most powerful drug that they. It was like an experimental painkiller. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. And even one guy's like, it's not doing anything. All right, I'll give you one more, but I can't give you any more to that because it could kill you. And all it was was just sugar pill. And literally, the next scene, they're all fucking dead asleep. Yeah, it's just it's psychological. Yeah. That's interesting, too, because it, it makes you, I don't know, it makes me wonder about, okay, because one of the things that came out about it was that people were saying that it was this, this, this Marburg virus. All right. Is what they were saying. And the so, flesh eating disease. No, no, no. It's, it's not, I don't think it's flesh eating. I think it's like, uh, it's like Ebola, but like worse or some shit. It's the one that Bill Gates has been talking about and saying that all oh, man, the mosquitoes, oh, the one, you, mean, you mean the one he re- oh, hold on, let me put on my tin hat. <laughs> you mean the one he released? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I wonder if that's like people that have been conditioned and heard that and then now they see something that maybe is potentially because there were like actual people that were going on there and saying this full scientific explanation for how this virus lays dormant in the dirt and then blah 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 and the rain activated it and brought it to life and then on this particular day oh my god yeah right it's like mm-hmm. it's like what the fuck like what I, in the I, fuck I man i don't believe it i don't either but it's just like what saying, it's, it's just fuck? Like, it's just mass hysteria i guess but and it's just and let's be honest, the people going to Burning Man mm-hmm. are not exactly the people who are reputable. Um, not <laughs> reputable, but um, they're not they're they're the majority of them are the people that are like attention seekers. Yeah. So they're stuck there in the mud. They can't leave for fucking who knows how long. Hey, so my, you might as well. How how can I make this about me? That's true. So then that kind of brings us back to the, to the point of before about the thing. What do you think would happen? Do you think that that would play into effect of some sort of mass hysteria if, if like, something happened here, right? Because that's, it, that's an sense, example it, on a small scale, right? Like it's a can, very local. Use, it seems like people it, are pretty civil for so If I can use my family as a yeah. the experiment for this thought experiment, for the example of this thought experiment, mm-hmm. they, if it was my mom... And I was, and I got this hypo, hypochondriac, can't say that word. Hypochondriac? Yeah, disease. And I start showing the symptoms and I start playing it out and all this stuff. I would get three days max before there, there'd be some kind of violence. <laughs> and if I wasn't sick, I'm not going to be sick after that. Yeah. Because if I'm legitimately sick, then yeah, I'm going to be out and I'm going to be like, <laughs> Or more likely, ah, goddamn, why? And I'm gonna be, oh, okay, uh, yeah, I'm not good. In the sense, like, yeah, I'm not gonna. In that expense, my mom would hit me if she thinks I'm faking it. Right. Where, let's just say it's my oldest sister, I would get yelled at, then hit, then yelled at again. And then once I get my shit together, then she's gonna put me in the hospital for real. So it's more on the situation like um, it's going to last in your it depends on your environment. In my environment, bullshit doesn't in that environment, bullshit doesn't last very long. Right. In the environment that the people of Burning Man are coming from, i.e. a coddling environment where everyone 
justifies everything for you, mm-hmm. yeah, everyone's going to get sick. Because why not? Yeah, I get, I can see that. So in the sense of, um, what, was the, what was the original question? Well, I was just saying on the, that was on a microcosm sort of level of something happening, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it'll probably cripple uh, like Los Angeles, New York for a while. But like the heartlands of places like that where, okay, you can be out for a couple of days, but I need you on that hayfield. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I guess if that you were saying if it, if that were real, like if it was a hypochondriac situation, situation, yeah. yeah. If it was a legit virus outbreak, then yeah, that's obviously a different story. But in the situation of this whole hypochondriac, no, thing, yeah, I was just saying like if if that if that hypochondriac thing kind of happened on a on a maybe more of a large scale, it would last in the major cities, but I don't think it would last in the heartlands or the small towns. Hmm. What about you? What do you what do you think, Adam? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I I really don't care for this Burning Man thing. <laughs> to be honest, I could give two shits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, neither, neither do I. I don't really care either. But I just thought it was an interesting, like it, 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 it was interesting to see people fucking react. It feels like whatever media was being <clears throat> written, whatever mainstream media was writing about what was happening. It seems like it was as much as anything. That is written in the news is sensationalized like tenfold to make it seem like it's way worse. so much worse. And it, I don't know, man. I was reading, not to say, I don't know. I was reading, I was reading subreddits about like that particular scenario. And people uh-huh. were saying, like, I mean, for, for whatever people, small sample that had phones that were working, they're saying, oh, it's not as bad as, you know, everybody's making it out to be. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's mud. We can't leave, but we got food and we got everything. And it's not. But they're not losing their shit. How do people not go there with that type of vehicle in mind? Well, I think that like people were just those those vehicles, off road vehicles, were getting stuck. Like that was the whole thing because the mud was so deep and it was so thick that every, everything was getting stuck. Like there was just no like you could you could walk out. That was basically it. Well, uh, there's that that van tuber I follow. Uh-huh. Uh, literally, he ran into the same situation where he ran into the desert and he got and all he did was get. The fucking boards that you're supposed to have puts yeah. it on the front ones, five feet, five feet. Yeah, you're only moving five feet at a time before you need to put another board on, but he's moving. Yeah, I guess people didn't. Well, I mean, I, I don't know how often does it rain at Burning Man? Probably never. That's why probably this happened, right? It's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have oh, it. Oh, yeah, listen, I agree. But again, those type of coddling uh, people don't necessarily think that way, do they? Mm. I would, I would say. So. I don't know. Anyways. All right. Well, that was pretty much it I had on that. Did you guys have anything else you want to talk about? Wait, that, that was all you had? Yeah, that was all I had for... Uh, well, what's the situation with the Peruvian uh, oh, aliens? Or is well, it, the gold miners, you mean? Yeah, we, the we gold talked mi- about that already. Yeah, yeah well, they, they, well I don't know. Did miners. you have any additional... No, they, there's, been, there's been no further updates on the thing. And I'm a little disappointed because I was hoping to see some sort of a video of somebody using a jetpack to pretend to be an alien beca- or, or whatever the fuck they were pretending to be. Yeah. Because that would be cool. I think that... <clears throat> I would like to see what sort of technology they were also using in these jetpacks or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck it is because uh, if some Peruvian gold miners can fucking make a jetpack, I think we could maybe make our own uh, version of it, potentially. So, what a, what a shame, dude, if the U.S. is being outclassed by fucking gold miners or whatever the fuck they, they are. Well, like, 
Imagine if they mastered flight. <laughs> like they mastered jetpack technology. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you heard about the Australian drones. No. The what? The Australian drones that they just gave the Ukraine. No. They're completely made out of cardboard. Oh, really? And as of right, as it sits right now, we have no idea if our radar can pick them up. Google cardboard, dude. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Google drone cardboard. Is, uh, is Google cardboard, cardboard drones? Yeah. Does cardboard show up on radar? Well, I don't know. I remember talking about the fat electrician when he was talking about the mosquito. Uh huh. And everybody was giving this guy shit because he was. Everybody was making their bombers huge and out of metal with all these guns, yeah. and this one guy's like, "No, let's just make it out of wood." Make it the fastest fucking thing on the planet and have it only drop bombs. And it ended up fucking working. And one of the un and one of the fucking side effects that or side effects, happy coincidences, hey, it turns out wood doesn't come up on radar. Hmm. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. So cardboard. Hmm. Cardboard drones. I feel like watching the I forgot what they call it. There's millions of subreddits, but man, the precision of which people are getting killed with uh, fucking drones, that is terrifying, dude. Oh, yeah, man. And it's and it's merciless, too, because there's literally, there's no... The human element has been moved out of it. Unless you're fucking underground. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're, like, looking through a rifle scope at somebody and you have to pull the trigger, like, there's still that moment of, like, maybe you'll feel something or maybe something will happen and, like, oh, you'll miss or whatever. But, man, those drones... Once I feel like once they lock, because I've seen some of those videos too, and I feel like once it's like got you in the sights, that's it. You're dead. Like there's no stopping it. It's coming, and you're gonna die. Yeah, like, I've seen like, you know, they find where there's a a, a trench where you know there's yeah. Russian sh- Russian soldiers and shit, and you just see this thing fucking hovering. And oh, well, those so- are those aren't even our drones. Those are just fucking Walmart drones that they modified to drop grenades. Well, I I don't know, man. It's just wild because, I mean, we've already kind of talked about it, but the, the thing of some of the Russian soldiers just straight up surrendering, I'm like, that's that's the telegrapher. That's that's telegraphing the future, dude. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid 4. Yeah, yeah, basically. PMCs, like all Car- kinds of robotics and shit. Cardboard drones, a weapon to surpass Metal Gear. <laughs> that. That's a real high. That's a real highlight of the this fucking podcast. I I, oh, yeah. I didn't know at what point we were gonna have. That's the clip right there. Yeah. That's the audio clip for the fucking, for the fucking thing. Cardboard drones, yeah. a weapon disadvantage. I didn't know game. at what point we were gonna get that meme in this fucking podcast, oh, but, but it, it was gonna totally happen. It was gonna happen, and I'm so happy it did. Every cardboard, episode, yeah, every episode, man. Cardboard drones, a weapon to surpass Metal Gear. I mean, shit, man. Cardboard, a technology that is. <laughs> like from the 1800s, I don't know when did they invent cardboard. Fucking know. ridiculous now, and it's and it's it's massive, excellent technology now. Cardboard technology. Well, remember World War II when they tried to make a a ship out of pyrite? No, I don't remember that one. Where it's it's just wood wood pulp that was frozen. It's literally frozen wood pulp. Mm-hmm. And it was funny in the demonstration for it to show how strong it is. Mm-hmm. They got a piece of wood, shot it with the gun, and you know the fucking wood exploded. They got a piece of pyrite, which was the wood pole frozen. They shot it. The thing didn't even dent it. It ricocheted and hit so it hit one of the one of the investors. Damn. And everyone's like, "Oh shit, he got hit." Success. Yeah, <laughs> sign me up for that. Damn. So it's like it's funny. Like a lot of crazy shit comes out. Again, necessity is the mother of invention. Yeah. And what was it? It took them less than a week to turn regular drones. Into fucking grenade delivering war crimes, yeah, and and uh, 
makeshift uh, flamethrowers, not not like World War II would go yeah. like 100 meters, but cer- certainly still effective to just yeah to burn just, what's in front of yeah, them. Yeah. But uh, I, well, well, I don't. You, you do realize you're talking about making improvised flamethrowers to the guy who spent two years of his high school career trying to make a super circle flame, super soaker flamethrower. I did successfully make flamethrowers. Allegedly. Right? Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> yeah. So, what? Well, because well, these people, I don't remember exactly what, what the Ukrainians were using as like the, the combustive source. Yeah, the accelerant. Uh, Propane and propane but, accessories. But World War Two, was it a jelly or like? Yeah, it was like napalm. a patrol. It was like a patrol. Well, that's what napalm is. It's like a petroleum like jelly that is. It's it's liquid because it had to keep because it, it, it was it was it yeah. kept burning like yeah it's right. it's the flammable it's a flammable liquid in this case gasoline and there's some kind of substance to make it sticky which uh, according to that one book that we're not allowed to talk about styrofoam. Yeah, it, it, you you theoretically like could do it with that, and that's because well, with styrofoam, all you got all it's got to do is touch the liquid, and it starts to melt and become um, it becomes like this weird syrup. sticky syrup, and mm. but it's still viscous enough to where you can shoot it out of something, and then it just fucking goes. And once it's on you, and that's the thing, that's He's that's what was dead. so effective is about it is once it hit you, that's it. You you are not. It's not going out. Until whatever it's on is not in existence anymore, and so then we basically had to strip naked to. Then we made something oh, yeah, even worse. No, not even that. Well, if it got on your hand or like if it got on your skin, like you ever like, seen that movie? We were soldiers where the guy got on his cheek and the guy literally was cutting oh, it yeah, off. You with cut it, you had to like you had to cut it off of you. Yeah. Oh, that's fucked up. That's terrible. Well, we we made something worse called white phosphorus. Oh yeah, and once that shit gets got on you, that just, that's it. That's like, it. So I know we kind of talked about what is it. uh some of the war crimes <laughs> yeah war hey, crimes. it's never hey it's never a war crime the first time the something like what is it the geneva convention geneva the, suggestions yes yeah suggestions yeah because what 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 are some things that are like just plain throw oh no not plain throws plain throws were specifically uh like, allowed allowed yeah um shooting down medics that's against the geneva convention what about journals too right no one, no one, nobody in any convention is going to protect the journalist. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't know if that's on there. Well, because most of the journalists in wars were part of the branches. Oh, so, that's true. Yeah. Um, what was it? Shooting paratroopers? Shooting par- Why? When they're coming down, when their paratroops engage, it's a war crime to shoot at them. That, but I, I don't know. I guess I just don't understand. Because they're defenseless. There's no way that they, they can fight back. So you need to give the other side a chance to fight back by letting paratroopers fall. Again, we're probably the only country that will follow these rules. They're too nice. Yeah, we yeah. are. I mean, basically, the Geneva Conventions were mainly for prisoners of war. Was like yeah. it was the, tr- and the main to make sure the main reason for that that, par- well, no, that parachute one it was it was less for <laughs> paratroopers but more for pilots that ejected. So yeah. it was it's a war crime to try to shoot somebody down who's ejected from a plane. Because it's hard to imagine that anybody would have any kind of civility when it comes to war. Like, well, that's why they're just they, they're jokingly referred to as the Geneva Suggestions. Because, yeah. well, now well, again, remember we we talked about how the U.S. is one of the only branches where taking out the officer is the bad idea because the officer is the only one that's going to be like, no, that's against the law. Well, and then because think about this too. I mean, okay, the Geneva Convention is only as good as people are willing to enforce it. Mm-hmm. So. 
And we're what, the only what, ones willing to enforce it. What are you going to do? You're going to go, okay, say two countries are fighting each other and someone's violating the Geneva Convention. What are you going to go to the fucking Hague and fucking have a war, cri- war crimes trial? Uh, they, they, don't, they don't need to show up. Who's going <coughs> to who's gonna serve them with the paperwork and who's going to make sure that they go? Hey, Nobody, if, it's, like, if it's somebody that pissed us off, we will. Sure, if it's us and we wanted to piss, we, we did it. Yeah, we would make you go, but... Remember, because I mean, uh, uh, the Geneva Convention happened after World War One or two. I think it was after World War One. Yeah, because um, remember the Germans were notorious for using gas, chemical warfare. Right, that was a, that's another thing that's like chemical warfare. Banned. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. Is, is uh, and they try to say that, <laughs> and then uh, once we entered the war, we brought in a brand new type of weapon that had never been used before to that effect, called a shotgun. Otherwise known as a trench gun, to to just obliterate. Because yeah, in trench warfare, a shotgun is goddamn devastating. Yeah, it's like the fucking, it's like it, the most effective thing you could do. It, it was literally called a trench gun because of how fucking effective it was. Yeah. So the Germans petitioned the U.S. saying, no, these are war crimes. And we're like, uh, motherfuckers using gas warfare? No, we ain't taking that shit from you. And then they said, well, if any of your soldiers are caught with the gun or with the shells for that gun, they're going to be executed. Cool. We'll start executing your war prisoners. Last time I checked, uh, we have more than you. Well, so... When it comes to the Hague and you get punished for, say, like genocide or something like that, yeah, who, or well, what happens? Do you get yeah. executed or like in, do you get tortured in the most no, heinous way? I don't even think they do anything. I think there's like you go to jail. I think there's some yeah, but who's a, enforcing it? I don't know. Would, would it be Hague, the country that was the victim of the, or would it crime? be the country that was represent your representative? Ah, that's a good question. I mean, because remember, because um, Mussolini like got handled by his own country, right? Like, well, yeah, the people hung him. Like, yeah, he didn't went to the, he he didn't go to the Geneva Convention. He, he didn't go to the Hague. He, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't get to the Hague, man. I mean, it doesn't. Who enforces the Geneva Convention? I mean, yeah, it just says that you can do it through your national legal system, or if you can use international dispute resolution mechanisms. Well, that's so, why. Um, what does that's why Putin won't leave Russia because he knows as soon as he leaves, he's gonna get arrested. Yeah, I, the international, the United States or the United Nations can do it in the in the international. What is it? The IHL. It's like yeah. some kind of some kind of court. I guess. Yeah, international court. Man, that's what I'm saying. Like that's why he won't leave Russia because he knows he'll get arrested the second he goes onto a country that will be willing to arrest him. That's why he's not going to India for the BRICS meeting. Mm. Man. They should, that should be like a whole spectacle if there's ever a situation where some like maniacal person. That's the people's court right there. Like that would be fucking wild to like have every country watch this as if you do this type of shit, motherfucker. We're going to make a spectacle. You're, you're going to die. Yeah, we're going to torture you. It, it should be like the worst possible thing. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be a hanging because that's kind of. That's played out. <laughs> yeah, man. No, you know what it should be? It should be the thing where they take the horses and they fucking like... Spread you apart? Yeah, what the fuck is that called? There's a name for that. Uh, um, but or that, like the, the... What's the thing where they line you up against the wall? Oh, and, fire, fire squad? squad? Yeah. I don't know. I think that's too... That, I'm not saying that that would be the one of them, but... You know, um, firing squads happen oh, so yeah, often. Oh, yeah. Drawing and quartering. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, drawing, drawing and, quartering. and quartering. That's, that's saying, what uh, you should get. You should, you should do some fucking Middle Ages shit and put them on an the Iron yeah. Maiden or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we never... You know, the my Iron Maiden wasn't actually a torture device. It was completely made up. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Well, but, let's make it real and use that as a punishment <laughs> for fucking people who violate it, the Jewish It has to be like... So, I really think it should. this should be a whole spectacle, fucking, dude. What's that fucking... Uh, uh, is it called like a stable or something? No. 
that thing where you sit on and it slowly splits you in half. There's oh, like, the, is it like a bed and then you? No, like, no, it's a, it's like a, a like a you sound like yeah, a horse. Yeah, it's, like, it's like drawing and quartering, except it's it's just a table that does it, right? No, 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 no. It's literally, uh, all right. You know those gymnastic things where you do your little. Oh, the twirly, the twirly. Yeah, the twirly oh, imagine bar. one of those, okay. but the things like shaped like this into a triangle, uh-huh. and you're sitting on top of it, naked. Oh shit! And then they like slowly push, and they down. slowly pull you down, oh, shit like that. Fuck! All right, you know who needs to be in charge of like the execution of a world leader is whoever did the Saw movies. Whoever oh, wrote, shit. whoever did like came up the, with all the execution. Yeah, like he needs to come up with specific, like really ironic shit. For how the world leader dies, for like that would be so cool. Well, I that's kind of sick, but <laughs> nah, man, that's it, much you need like camera. We need camera angles, like we need first person. View oh, it needs one. to be like the Hunger Games. It needs <laughs> to be fucking straight up cameras and an announcer and a fucking us, like you said, man, yeah. a spectacle. This needs to be the WrestleMania of the world. Okay, yeah. like that's what it needs. Commentators to be. from like yeah, all all around. We need a Spanish announce table, yeah. <laughs> and someone's going through it. Yeah. That's what's going to happen by the end of the day. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Do you got you guys got anything else to add for that? Nah, that's pretty much it. All right, cool. What, what, right. what are we at in time? I did an hour and 11, so that's pretty All right, good. Cool. All right, well, anyways, if uh, you listen this far, uh, thanks. Uh, hopefully vote for us to be in charge of the Geneva War Crimes Conventions. Uh, uh, we'll definitely fucking uh, take that responsibility. Anyways, uh, yeah, if you like this, subscribe or follow us on Instagram at Game Rage Magazine, and you can go to our website, GameRageMagazine.com. Other than that, we'll uh, see you on the next one. Thanks. That was the latest episode of the Central Unintelligence Podcast. Don't forget, subscribe and like on Instagram and TikTok at Game Rage Magazine. We're also on Twitter slash X at Game Rage Mag. Also our website, www.gameragemagazine.com.